LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. All right, everybody. It is Steve, the Rogue Scholar. I had to take last week off. I needed a break, man. This this going live stuff sucks the life out of you sometimes, you know, because you've got to have things up here. And when the things I've got up here going to sound like shit going out there, I'm like, all right, time for a break. Time out, Grumbine. You need to step away from the microphone and do a little bit of that woosah, woosah, right? Anyway, so over the last, I don't know, probably last six months, you have seen a lot of people proclaiming that we have seen modern monetary theory in action. We saw the government send out pandemic checks. We saw the PPP loans. Uh, we saw all the different um, loans that went out as a result of trying to keep business, the Payment Protection Act, and all kinds of other things. I mean, there was so much that we spent money on, right? And then ultimately Biden clawed all of it back. I mean, like literally trillions of dollars in deficit reduction have gone on. Now, add to the fact a massive redistribution of wealth going from the new interest rate hikes that impact all of our lives. Um, and, and, you know, people telling you that this is doing MMT. Well, first of all, I mean... <laughs> Let me just state for the record, for those of you who are new to this channel, maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about. We're talking about modern monetary theory, which is very important uh, to understand, but it's in the news typically for all the wrong reasons. Typically, the people covering MMT would like for MMT to be proven wrong because they've spent their entire career saying stuff about paying down debt, paying down deficits, all these other things to make us scared and afraid and unwilling to try things to keep us like butthole clenched in the water. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to keep us puckered up in, in like literally waterproof to uh, prevent inflation, to prevent all sorts of untold evils that big federal spending will do and your money printer go burr and all this other crap. Right? Well, so on Twitter, which is not the real world, but it tends to be a world where people that know these things come to congregate. On Twitter, a gentleman said, hey, we've tried MMT now, tons of inflation. Now what? Now what? And I talked to Randy Ray last weekend. And if you listen to this week's Macro and Cheese, and I know you did, right? You listened to Macro and Cheese this week, right? We had Randy Ray as our guest. Of course you listened to Macro and Cheese. Why wouldn't you? I mean, of course you did, right? right? Anyway, Randy Ray, who is one of the developing voices, developing leaders, the thought leaders of the Modern Monetary Theory Development Team, um, who was also a student of Hyman Minsky's and a proud proponent of uh, functional finance coming from Abba Lerner and others. Randy Ray was on and talked about the fact that no, in fact, all these things that Biden did and Trump did and stuff were not in any way, shape or form, quote unquote, doing MMT. See, they, none of this stuff is MMT because to, to do to do MMT is, is just an oxymoron right from the start, right from the start. 
to do MMT is incorrect. Okay. MMT describes the system and it describes what happens when you do certain things, but it does not tell you what to do. MMT is a descriptive theory. It is a descriptive understanding of the plumbing. It does have operational truths. It talks about the connecting points throughout the plumbing. It talks about a lot of that stuff, but it does not tell you what to do and what not to do. Though I will tell you from Randy's own mouth, Randy said MMT theorists would recommend targeted spending. In other words, they would say, no, we don't need to give people that are already rich $1,000 a month for something. No, we do not need to give people that are already living like in complete and utter financialization. They're rentiers. We do not need to give them uh, $1,000 or whatever. We don't need to give them that. We need to make it targeted spending exactly where it needs to go. And, and when you look at the people that were laid off, well, that's an easy one, right? That's an easy one. If we wanted to maintain payroll throughout the entire pandemic, we could have done it. That would have been an easy one, even though it may sound like a lot because, oh, my God, where's the money coming from? Oh, it, we could have done it, right? MMT would have told us what would have happened. MMT Theorists, people that actually study and understand it, would have told us, hey, if you just spend indiscriminately on everyone, there is going to be enough of the other people that have the ability that, that don't need the money, but you're giving them extra money for some reason, right? For some reason, you're just giving them extra money. Those people, right? Those people now have the ability to purchase more and to drive up aggregate demand, okay? Now, what is inflation typically caused by? Well, you can start right off the bat with government paying higher prices for whatever. When government spends and says, hey, we're going to buy X number of barrels of oil or whatever, they have set a price themselves when the government agrees to do that for the military or when they agree to buy something along the lines of labor, they can set sort of the de facto baseline for labor. Okay. What others market up in the retail world that's another story, okay? But when you talk about inflation, it is when government pays higher prices, now the cost of everything has gone up, right? Because the government started it off right there. That is real inflation when the government pays higher prices for things. What Warren Mosler would tell you is a relative value story is when prices go up, when regular prices go up, okay? All right. So what has happened? They tell us that it's because we printed money. That's what the going rate is, is that we printed money. And I want you to think about this. This right here, let's say, is a dollar. And we print a bunch of these dollars, okay? And it just sits there. What happened to the price of your gasoline? Anybody? How about we printed a bunch of these dollars? What happened to your healthcare costs? Anybody? Nothing? Really nothing happened because we just printed this. Nothing at all. The only way that it, that kind of price hikes happen is when someone spends it on something, right? Once they spend it on something, now the price of that goes up. Well, the price, where did the price come from? Who set the price for the product you're buying? 
did Jesus Christ or Muhammad or Cthulhu come down from on high or up from below and say, thus saith the price shall be. No. Some jackass with a $2,000 Armani suit comes in and says, hey, we're going to change the ROI. We're going to raise the prices. Okay. Now, if that's the case, and it is the case, by the way, but if that's the case, why would you say printing money caused inflation? Why would you even say it? Part of the reason they say it is because back in the gold standard days, you apportioned it to gold and it was a commodity. We don't have commodity money anymore, folks. Sorry. Even if you want there to be commodity money, there's not commodity money. It's not gold standard money anymore. So sorry. So that means that when we print more money, it doesn't make the value go down. The value is exactly what the government who issued it says it's worth. If the government says that this $1 will settle $1 in tax liabilities, that didn't change. It will always be one for one. Okay? That's it. Simple. So printing did not create that inflation, period. I mean, absolutely did not. So let's talk about what, if, if Randall Ray is telling us that printing money is not going to cause inflation, I've just shown you Printing money doesn't cause anything to happen. It's just, it's a stock. It just, there it is. Didn't do anything. What happens is that the greedy fucks out there say, ah, they may have a little bit more disposal, money on the d disposal. So what are we going to do? Now, one or two things can happen. Either A, there's a scarce resource and they start bidding it up and people have more money to bid up the price. And now all of a sudden, because they have more access to achieve their own personal demand, a scarcity narrative creates higher prices because people are bidding for it. But in and of itself, there's no way it creates a, a price increase whatsoever. That's not how it works. Okay? So if the government were to spend on something, and they were afraid of inflation. Well, there's a bunch of tools out there that an MMT-informed person would do. In other words, they wouldn't just spend money without doing something else to ensure various things are done. So an MMT-informed policy would look at, if, if we're dealing with a scarce resource like rent or housing or something like that, they might put a price cap on the rent they may actually put a price cap. and if you look back a few years ago most people i don't know how many of you all actually do listen to macro and cheese based on a lot of the conversations i see folks having on twitter unfortunately not nearly enough people listen to macro and cheese and that's depressing i mean folks you want to get the shit right right you want to be effective in fighting back you've got to know the truth if you don't know the truth you don't take the time to learn the truth you can't fucking fight back against the lies and the lies are what are pumped out and they're telling us that they've done mmt they're telling us this was mmt it is not mmt it is a fucking boneheaded short-term idea short-term fix idea see if you're doing <laughs> if you're doing mmt informed economic policy one would say let's pass a job guarantee 
having a federal job guarantee is a de facto peg, a de facto peg, meaning it sets the value to something. You're setting the value of labor. You're pegging the economy to the labor standard by setting a job guarantee. Now, what does that do? Number one, it stops inflation because it has what they call a nominal price anchor. But see, the reason why this is confusing to most people is they don't realize that you don't just shoot the bullet once, proverbial bullet, that is. You don't just shoot your policy angle one way and say, hey, I don't know why everything went to shit in a handbasket, right? It's kind of like Joey A on your neighbor's side is over top of one of those dog pools in the backyard, one of those like plastic kid pools, you know? And you're standing in the plastic kid pool saying, hey, I sure hope somebody working on electricity doesn't drop the electricity in the pool with me. And all of a sudden, your neighbor over there is working up top. He's like, hey, I'm working on electricity, you know? And then he drops the thing in there and you're fried. Well, that's stupid, right? So an MMT informed policy would look and say, hey, if we don't want to get zapped by electricity, we should move this pool away from the proximity of that. So in other words, it's not just one silver bullet. It is a series of things, a series of steps that must be done. For example, if you tell somebody we can never run out of dollars, that's a very true statement. However, if I tell you, you can quickly run out of doctors and nurses and you say, well, shit, where do we get doctors and nurses from? Well, you've got a plan for it. So if I roll out a national healthcare policy and I don't account for the need for professional services, i.e. doctors, nurses, you know, phlebotomists, you know, whatever. If I don't prepare for oncology and I don't prepare for all the different testing and lab facilities, well, it's going to be a fucking disaster, okay? Everyone is going to go, see, it failed. So an MMT-informed policy would look at the real resources required to make this thing happen. It would also take into consideration the risks and mitigate the issues that arrive for doing said thing. For example, all of a sudden you create a policy where you say, hey, we're gonna go ahead and free all the prisoners that were held for marijuana possession because it's stupid because marijuana possession is ridiculous. It was always ridiculous, but now it's really ridiculous because people are openly smoking weed in DC, et cetera. There's no reason for people to be in jail for medical marijuana or for marijuana period, right? For dubage, for fucking grass, for whatever, whatever the fuck ever you want to call cannabis. Yeah, I don't care, whatever, call it whatever you want. That in and of itself sounds great until you realize that when you release people from prison and you just say, okay, you're released, you're done but you don't have the apparatus set up to actually walk them through reintegration to society, getting them a job set up, getting them housing set up, ensuring they have healthcare, giving them sort of a jumping off point as they get released. You're creating fertile ground for recidivism, right? So an MMT informed policy of, hey, we're gonna go ahead and let the prisoners go. Somebody would smartly say, I would hope, hey, We've got to account to make sure this policy is effective. We've got to account for what happens day one once they're released. How do we help them? How do we help them, right? Because we don't want this policy that we've gone and enacted to backfire and screw up and suck because we didn't think it through, okay? 
So when Joe Biden tells us that we've got to, you know, eat our peas like Obama said, or when he tells you we got to tighten up our belts and so forth, what is that based on? For real, what is it based on? Let me tell you, John Kerry, who is the head of the climate shit for this country, it's hilarious. John Kerry, of all people. Anyway, John Kerry goes out and says to other world leaders, hey, we just don't have the money to be able to throw at this problem right now. That's John Kerry. That's your Joe Biden, folks. You got to feel really good about that one, don't you? Nothing will fundamentally change, right? You got him. You got your guy. And I know you love him. You spoon him. He sniffs your hair. I'm sure you're thrilled you got your Biden in there. But Biden, he's literally a fuck up, okay? This is a guy who does not think through these problems at all. So, for example, eliminating student debt. He went ahead and put $10,000 and said, we'll write off $10,000 for this very, very, very small amount of people. That is clearly not an MMT position. Okay. MMT would say, first and foremost, what are you trying to solve? Is the goal to eliminate usury in the education system? If so, eliminate all student debt. Is your goal to provide education as a right? If your goal is to provide education as a right, then it makes no sense to make people go deep into student debt. So get rid of it. And on and on and on. You're saying, what problem am I solving? And what potential problems could come about by me moving this? Tell me honestly, think about this. You're, you're working on your car, okay? And I know we are all not supposed to have cars, we're supposed to have high-speed rail, but alas, we don't have MMT informed policy, so we're all riding around in cars. Anyway, you're working on your car, and you start jiggling a wire. All of a sudden, 10 other wires break, and you don't even see them. You don't even see them. And you go to start the car up, and it doesn't work. And you're like, what the hell? Why not? Because you move this thing, and it caused 10 other problems downstream, right? Right? That's kind of the way things work. When you understand flows, stocks and flows, and you understand the way things go, you understand the ripple effect. You understand nothing is done just in isolation. There's always an input and output, a tool and a technique around everything that's ever done. And so you must, must, whether you like it or not, must account for inputs, outputs, tools, and techniques when devising policy. Okay, You've got to consider risks and issues. You've got to consider who are your stakeholders? Who are directly impacted? What are the dependencies, et cetera? How many of you all just go, fuck the Democrats? Yeah, shit, that's informed policy right there. That doesn't mean you shouldn't say fuck the Democrats, but it in and of itself is a very lame, pea brain, veneer level thin kind of statement. It's worthless. It's vapid. It's vacuous. It's useless. It means nothing, right? Because ultimately, in the end, you don't know why to fuck the Democrats. You don't know what they did. You can't, you haven't identified the why. It doesn't mean that there isn't a why. It doesn't mean you're not right. It just means that ultimately you did it in an island. So now what are the causes and effects? If we say fuck the Democrats, then what? What happens now? Who's passing policy for us? Well, they're not passing it for us now. So you see what I mean? You got to go through step-by-step step and ask yourself, what exactly are we trying to solve here? So MMT is not just printing money. And unfortunately, more voices on the left, Marxist.org or world socialist, whatever, these guys 
fellow travelers don't know economics to save their lives. Literally, if they were, if they needed to live and the only way they could live is to be right about modern monetary theory, they're dead because they're stupid. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And they don't ask people that do. They live in a little echo bubble. And because they're in this little echo bubble, they say really stupid things that circulate in that echo bubble. And that is what you're competing with. Oh, we did MMT, the right wing. Look at them. They're printing money. Look at them over there. They're giving free shit to people. Oh my God, that's MMT. See, that's MMT. But that's not MMT. That's not MMT. Let me take a look in here. There's a lot of comments. Wow, good, good going, folks. Oh, Double K, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the super chat. Let me go through here, see if we got any others. Folks, feel free to throw out some double. Oh, another double K. Girlfriend is dropping them in. Thank you so much, double K. All right. But anyway, long story short, it's important to know this stuff. I mean, seriously, you don't want to be useless, right? You don't want to be an absolute fucking amoeba. You don't want to be a smooth brain in this thing. You want to fucking have the dark, the good ridges, the ridges that hold knowledge, the knowledge to defeat fascism and the knowledge to defeat neoliberalism. But alas, many people are content with the smooth brain approach to this. And they just say, oh, it's MMT's print money, right? And so the smooth brains have won. They're winning in spades right now. And it's intended that way because the power that be up top that propagandizes us all, they're busy feeding the shit, but they're busy lapping it up. They've made an active decision that they're going to listen to people that don't know economics rather than people that do. They've made an active decision to listen to voices that don't know their ass from their elbow, okay? So as a result of that, we don't get anything. The idea that student debt cancellation would be inflationary it's hilarious. Let me explain this to you. Just, just so you can think through this process, right? The debt has already been paid. The quote unquote money printing, it already done did happen. That money printing, as you say, went ahead and paid the student institution for the services being served. And if it was including housing, the housing got paid. And if it was for books, the books already got paid. Okay. That money already left the stable. The only thing left is the federal government collecting that money back. Well, for the last three years, student debt has been completely paused and nothing happened at all. If you say, we're just done, we're just not going to collect any more student debt, period. How would that be inflationary? Again, three years, we have not collected a single nickel of it except for people that were gregarious and just paying just because they wanted to, right? But they haven't. And so with that in mind, how is that inflationary? After a few minutes, you realize how stupid the people are that say this stuff, but they say it with such conviction. They say it with such fucking conviction, right? And you could almost see them, arm leaning back on the bar stool. Yeah, I bought some Bitcoin. Yeah, the Cantillon effect for the money printing. Yeah, money printer go burr. You can almost see them cocksure arm up. Yeah, man. Yeah, let me tell you about fiat currency, man. Let me tell you about printing money, man. These fucking assholes are all over the place. And the thing is, they get a fucking huge audience, even if they're dumber than a box of fucking rocks. 
right? Why is that? Well, this hat right here is a band called Meshuggah. Why does that matter? Well, Meshuggah is about as easy listening as running your hands down a chalkboard, unless you love Meshuggah, okay? So people that like Meshuggah tend to be drawn specifically to very, very complex solutions, very, very complex scenarios, understanding multi-threaded thoughts, very, very deep, multi-polyrhythms, you name it. Insane, insane syncopation, insane math-driven beats, rhythms, rhythm structures, always in 4-4 with different riff layers over top of it. Immense, immense complications very 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 intricate and not just like top 40 bullshit music that most everyone else listens to but when i listen to meshuggah or when i listen to other bands that are very very technical and go through these processes i know and they know when they started making the music that it would be for a niche market. Unfortunately, it wasn't going to be open for mass appeal because most people like stupid and fucking dull and wimpy and normal and average and steady and even and always the same. Oh, it made it in two minutes and 30 seconds on my favorite pop channel, right? This is the problem. I like the band Tool also. Tool, they have never met a song that seven minutes wasn't you know, a short song for. I mean, it's like, hey, that's radio-friendly at seven minutes, right? <laughs> Fibonacci sequences, you name it. Oh, what's a Fibonacci sequence? Uh, on and on and on. So when you think about an MMT solution and you think about explaining these things to people, unfortunately, if it isn't easy and it didn't come out of somebody's pop, top 40 mouth, a typical politician, a typical MSNBC person, a typical CNN person, a typical faux news person, whatever, then it doesn't register with them, okay? Doesn't register unless it's Taylor Swift, unless it's fucking Coldplay, God forgive me, or Nickelback. They don't sit there and pay attention to the very, very complex, okay? But this is what I don't understand because modern monetary theory fucking simple it's fucking simple the fact is is that your nation state your currency issuing government spends money into existence and it can never run out of money so don't don't say anything else just start right there if you know that your government literally can never run out of money that the reason it taxes is simply to make you require its money its currency to pay its taxes, right? If you know this to be true, forget everything else you think you know. If you just know that to be true, then why when you go to pass a Green New Deal, do you go and tell everyone we've got to raise taxes to pay for? I, I'm serious. I want you to think about this. This divide right here, this idiot divide, is powerful. It, it, there's so many propagandized people and so much propaganda over the years, starting with people like Milton Friedman, the Chicago school that have poisoned our brains. And then between the Judeo-Christian Calvinist bootstrap work mentality and the Ayn Rand makers and takers, whatever, they have polluted your brain to the point where you can't understand simply 
The federal government creates money every single time it spends, meaning based on Article 1, Section 8, the federal government, which gives power of the purse to its Congress, is the one who authorizes new money creation every time it spends. It's simple. For real, I'm looking in the chat here. Who doesn't understand what I'm saying? Who does not understand what I'm saying? It's sadly, I'm probably preaching to the converted. I'm probably preaching to people that already understand this stuff. But the new folks out there, the folks that have not yet run across this stuff, they're busy listening to people say that Joe Biden printed money and they never tell you the fact that he unprinted a hell of a lot more money. He unprinted a lot of money, okay? Reducing deficits almost to $2 trillion worth of deficit reduction, okay? If you don't understand that, okay? If you don't understand that, you're likely to believe that they just keep printing more and more and more and more money. They're just printing money like crazy, man. Just printing and printing and printing. The money printer cover and the money just stacking up fat stacks to the ceiling, etc. But that's not true. Taxes are deleting money, so money's staying right here. It doesn't even matter because, see, they're thinking it's gold. They're thinking it's a commodity money. They can't get their fucking brains wrapped around this. So when you say you're spending money, they immediately go to gold standard logic and say, oh, my God, they're printing money. And then they remember Milton Friedman said, all inflation is a monetary problem. It comes from the government spending more than it has. Well, I got a super chat comment in here from JL. Railroaders are being disrespected by the carriers because they are not owners. Shouldn't the railroad retirement trust hold 5% of RR stock? Folks, I'm all about nationalizing that stuff. So you ain't got to go there. I mean, 5% in railroad stock, I think they should probably have a lot more than that. I think it should probably be hell of a lot more. And I'm telling you, I think it should be nationalized, but that's, that's another story for another day. I don't want to get too wrapped up in it, but we could, we could, we could get caught up in that at some point real soon. But you got to ask yourself, if we can do this stuff, where is the inflation coming from that MMT is doing? It's coming from gouging. It's coming from government paying higher prices for credit by raising interest rates. It's creating what amounts to be almost a private tax. You benefited during the pandemic. The rich said, hey, wait a minute. These guys have too much power. They've decided not to come work for us. We better fucking make life harder. So what's happening right now? Federal Reserve, in concert with Congress and everyone else, has chosen to raise interest rates with the intention of creating a recession. Okay? This is not MMT, folks. No mmt -er in the world would ever recommend doing this monetarist, Milton Friedman, worthless, worthless bullshit. But then again, there's a lot of lol libertarians out there that think this is the right thing to do, okay? A lot of Democrats think this is the right thing to do. In fact, Larry Summers is out there saying we should have done more. So the goal here is to lay off a bunch of people and it's coming, folks. This is the thing. It's coming. This ain't MMT, folks. This is not MMT. But layoffs will be coming. 
because they are intentionally driving interest rates up, trying to bring the economy to its knees. And if you listened, I shouldn't say listened. If you read Stephanie Kelton's recent blog in The Lens, which is her substack, she talks about how this is a planned, coordinated, global recession they're trying to bring together. Get this, get this right. Planned, coordinated, global recession. Okay? All based on that monetarist framework. That worthless loser, piece of shit, gold standard trash thinking. Trash, useless, worthless, murderous, idiot, right? These are the murderers of the world. And they're intentionally creating as much pain as they possibly can. Literally, read anywhere you want. Read on the newspapers. Read anything. And they'll go out there and they'll tell you right off the bat, yes, so, uh, in fact, uh, Jerome Powell recently just said, yes, it's going to be painful. We misjudge. Yes, we're going to have to raise interest rates even more. We're going to have to raise interest rates even more. They just raised them 0.75. They're going to raise them even more. Okay, They're going to keep raising and keep raising and keep raising until they bring about a global recession. This is intentional. Okay, It's about power. When people have power, the ownership class isn't happy, okay? So if somebody, I see somebody in here saying that's BS. Let me go ahead and just get them right on out of here. Let's, let's facilitate their departure. Bye-bye. Anyway, when you look at the potential, if you will, for people to confuse what is MMT and what is not MMT. It is like on steroids right now. Nobody's ever seen, no, I shouldn't say nobody, not in my lifetime has anyone ever seen the federal government come up with the kind of money it came up with during the pandemic. During the last financial crisis, Obama didn't even put $1 trillion to the problem did not even put $1 trillion to the problem. Think about that for a minute. Did not even put $1 trillion to the problem. So we had the longest non-recovery that we went into through Trump even. Okay. So when you talk about doing MMT, I promise you, in no way, shape, or form is doing MMT printing money and no way is it possible to do MMT. In fact, let me tell you this too. RP, real progressives, real progress in action. We are bona fide leftists. Okay. We are in no way, shape or form interested in um, propping up predatory capitalism we're in no way, shape, or form interested in making people carry the weight of a failed economy that is intentionally failing us. It's not failing them, though. Okay, We are representing what MMT could be for leftists. Okay, For leftists, for a rightist or for a centrist, you've seen a lot of their beliefs as they've expressed them in public policy. 
there's been no one that have championed a leftist perspective within this space. We're trying to do that. Now, mind you, money on the left and others at an academic level have done a lot of this stuff. But for rank and file, we're out here every day slinging it, trying to get people to understand that we can do great things. Stop saying, well, I'm willing to pay more for health care so that someone else can have it. Great. That's Biff. That's wonderful. Okay. The problem is, is it's unnecessary and it's actually bad. Okay. It's actually bad. Okay. The idea here is this. If you want MMT informed policy, if you want to do MMT, you must have someone that actually understands MMT taking into consideration all the things I said to start this program. If you are not willing to do more than just say, Democrat bad, Democrat bad. Yes, they're bad, but Democrat bad, that's pretty fucking the Diet Coke of evil. Give it a rest, right? I mean, it's like you need to recenter and focus on beating neoliberalism with the tools of the warfare that they're using, okay? And the tools of the warfare that they're using are tools that you have often thought were just too complicated for you. They're just too complicated. It's just too hard, but it's not. Let me go back again, just to state for the record. Federal government, currency issuer. But what about the Federal Reserve? I don't know. Where did the Federal Reserve come from? Did it just drive off a boat and come to this country and get dropped on the shores? No. Oh, shit. Congress passed the bill. Wow, shit on a stick. Congress passed the bill in 1930. But 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 Wilson had a deathbed, a wake-up call where he said a single worst thing he ever did was create a federal. This is the kind of shit that I used to hear as a libertarian. When I was a libertarian, this is the shit we talked to each other about while we were, you know, playing dungeons and dragons and growing neck beards. Okay. This is the kind of stupid shit that was said. Okay. Stupid, stupid shit. Yes. All the Rothschilds and all the other bullshit, man. Conspiracy. It's like you have James Bond in the background. Whatever, right? You know, or is it? whatever it is right these fuckers will go out there and they will sit there and tell you anything as long as it's spicy spice titillating on the lips they try and make finance as complicated as the masters want it to be they want finance to be super fucking complicated they want it to matter that bond sales are a certain way they want it to matter about the independent dealers and the open market and they they're selling they're selling uh bonds on the open market man but what if somebody loses confidence man well the federal reserve just buys up its own fucking debt oh oh what is debt anyway right that is nothing i mean look if I'm a bank, regular bank, I create loans out of thin air. So in the asset column, I tally the loan. But in the other side, in my liability section, I put in the fact that I actually have reserves. So these reserves are the debt. The loan is my asset. When that loan is paid off, 
this is wiped out and zeros out because double entry accounting always balances, right? Always balances. Well, when the federal government spends, it has the same exact thing. It puts a corresponding, uh, what do you call it, reserve in one side. And on the other side, it has the deposit that was made in the federal government's account. The difference is, is that what they do is to keep money flowing, keep it moving, they have interest on reserves. Interest on reserves are intended to keep the money moving, to keep incentives, to keep, when you have a system that requires debt at the end of the hose, and the only thing sucking money through is this need for debt. That right there is what cycles the whole economy. And it can be done different ways. It doesn't have to be on we, the people, the little guys. Okay. It doesn't have to be on us. It doesn't even have to be on us in terms of taxes and the way that it's done. Right now, think about it. You pay state, local taxes. You pay taxes on your food and your purchases. You pay taxes on online purchases. You pay taxes on your vehicle. You pay taxes on your home. You pay taxes on your schools. You pay taxes on just about everything. Okay. And then the federal government then comes around and says, hey, and we're going to tax you a little bit more. Actually, a lot more. We're going to tax you for FICA as well. Now, in the back of your head, you're saying my hard-earned tax dollars are going to something. But at your local and state level, yes, they are. They're actually feeding your local communities uh, the the things that your government and your state and your local communities are doing, they actually do fund that, okay? The federal level, all they're doing is keeping, imagine having two circuits moving at the same thing like this. This is the federal government circuit and the federal government circuit is spent money in, tax money out. As a local one, they're waiting for that spent money in to hit their coffers become your income, become their tax, and then become their operating budget. But that's not the same. So you've got two parallel, three parallel, if you want to count municipal tax things. So as you go through this and you ask yourself, why did this happen? Well, in order for you to really understand, you must understand the difference between a currency issuer and a currency user. These things matter, especially when someone's out there telling you we're doing MMT. You need to understand that we haven't ever done MMT. And there's no country on the planet, including Japan, quite frankly, that does MMT. Although Japan is a case study of accidental MMP, MMT. Japan has huge, like, what, like 300% debt to GDP ratio. Yet they barely have 2% inflation. They have a very, very egalitarian society and people get, goods and services as part of citizenship and they don't look back it's possible and they don't even have the world's reserve currency see each one of these things they throw in front of you to stop you from thinking about what we could do and they keep blaming things we didn't do on us mmt that is because there is a goal and again down here at the lower level, little people, these people just think you're getting over. They think you're stealing their tax dollars. They, they literally in their mind think you crawled through a window, rifled through their wallet and stole their tax dollars to go off and smoke grass and, you know, go buy, you know, prostitutes or, you know, Xbox games and wasting their hard-earned money. That's what they really think is going on. I'm not joking. So when you 
talk to them, these people below the line, they really think that they don't know any better. So these are the people we've got to reach. Okay, these are the people we've got to explain to, right? The politicians up top, they know, they know. And for those that don't know, they're waiting for us to know, if you believe that. I personally don't see any way of voting our way out of this, but eh, that's another story for another day, okay? The fact is, is that when you try to do MMT, you're going to find out there's nothing to do. You can't do MMT. You can't do it. But you can evaluate a policy without asking, how much is it going to cost? It's going to be expensive. Oh, my God. Right? Because you know the money is not the issue. You know money's not an issue. And if all you think is print money is the issue, then you're going to have those broken bills, those bo broken policies that never, ever solve the problem. They were just throwing money out there and no structural reform whatsoever. And 15 minutes later, after they've spent the money and it didn't work, there's some conservatives sitting there saying, see, you can't just throw money at the problem. And they're kind of right in a weird way, even though I don't think right in the way they think they would be right. Yeah, hey, look, folks, you know, I am so terrible. I do this because I have the goal of teaching, okay? Not the goal of, you know, making money and stuff like that. But the truth is, is that we are, unfortunately, uh, in need of money. We absolutely need money. And I'm trying to find this thing, and I can't find our little, um, somebody's been in here, and it's no longer in here. I can't find our YouTube thing you put on the screen. And that kind of pisses me off a little bit, folks. Let me see. Maybe this, maybe this works. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <gasps> uh oh, I think it does. I think it worked. There you go. Please like and subscribe and hit that bell for notifications. Check it out, man. I love it. It's greatness. I found it. Okay. So I feel a little bit better. I feel a little bit better about the world around me. Please do, in fact like and subscribe okay i mean seriously i i, I mean we, we're, we're a bunch of schleps i don't try to get rich it's so i don't even remember half the time to ask for donations i'm such a shitty um uh, thing and yes let me let me tell you for real everybody i'm going to share this screen with you real quick um let me go in here patreon I'm going to show you where I'd like you to go. And uh, if I like you to go, I don't mean <laughs> go somewhere. I'm going to share my screen here real quickly. And hopefully you'll be able to see it without too much problem. Kind of big there, right? See if we can shrink it down a little bit, see if that works for you. So we have a Patreon page and desperately need folks to become monthly donors there. I will drop the uh, link in the chat for you. We are a whole lot of things. Um, oh, somebody already did it, but here I'll do it anyway. Anywho, 
So getting out of this, because I don't want to spend any more time on that, even though I know it's necessary. And for Double K, who is absolutely our number one donor, um, she's definitely right. Hey, I need some help on the donation side, Steve. Get these folks out here to contribute. Folks, five bucks a month. It's not even a cup of coffee a day. I mean, we're not even talking about like, I mean, you you barely buy one cup of coffee at shit bucks, you know, for, for five bucks. So please consider becoming a monthly donor. We really do need it. I And I'm so, so glad you guys chastised me to say something. I don't like doing it though. So that's why you rarely hear me do this stuff. Um, but yeah, we do need, we do need donations and it, we will try our best to keep the content that we do do a lot of webinars and we do a lot of um, actions and things like that and podcasts and so forth, trying to get the word out. Um, it, it, it is costs money. It costs money for equipment. It costs money for platforms. It costs money to get everybody the different access they need. So please, you know, if, if you think what we're doing is worthwhile and you think that we are taking it seriously and you've seen me do this for the last seven years and you think I'm committed, um, you know, reward us become a become a monthly donor it would be nice we we have a lot of volunteers and you know what breaks my heart there's podcasts out there i'm not going to mention which ones but there's podcasts out there that have almost three times the donations that we have and they don't do anything they're just a podcast and you know god love them nothing against them they deserve whatever they're getting and they're obviously make resonating with the people donating to them um but we're two nonprofits. We have a 501c3 where we do our educating, and we have a 501c4 where we do our activating. 501c4 is not tax deductible, still needs help. 501c3 is tax deductible and definitely needs help because, folks, our job is to teach as many people that are below the elites what's going on. Because the only way we're going to rise up and fight back is if we have knowledge, if we put that knowledge behind a paywall, nobody's going to get to it. So we try to make the content free, period. You guys are contributing. We just bought 100 copies of Randall Ray's new book that's coming out, Making Money Work for Us. Okay. We're going to give away 100 copies of that book. We gave away over 100 copies of Stephanie Kelton's book, The Deficit Myth. And we gave away over 100 copies of Pavlina Chernova's book. Um, the case for a job guarantee. That's your donations working for you and working for us and working to make society better. I hope if you believe in what we're doing, we need your help. We appreciate you coming. We appreciate you clicking the like button because that helps the algorithms. We even appreciate you leaving a comment because that also feeds the algorithms. But we really, really appreciate if you can volunteer, great. But if not, if you just enjoy the content and want to share it around, sharing is caring. And donating keeps the lights on. So really, really appreciate that. And to be fair, I don't take a salary from this. I'm a CEO. I do taxes. I do all that. I don't take a salary from it. We don't make enough money for me to take a salary from it, but I don't take a salary from it. And, um, you know, I would like to be able to pay people that volunteer here and have been volunteering, creating podcasts, creating different uh, webinars, and really, really doing the hard work. I'd like to be able to pay people. Can't do that if we don't have donations. So Please bring the donations in the door. We need them. All right. So I hope that this podcast, this show here, helped you understand we've never done MMT. There's no such thing as doing MMT. Okay. 
the closest we've seen to MMT like minded policy space was during FDR's time. Okay. Now FDR, many will tell you flat out FDR stopped a revolution from happening, stopped us from going to socialism by his basically saving capitalism with the new deal. There's some truth to that. That's not an untrue statement, but when you understand the way money works, if you're a leftist and that doesn't ring true for you, if you don't want just an FDR level kind of new deal that everybody didn't win on, if you want one that is, has a socialist feel to it and really you understand the stuff, you simply, you simply learn MMT and incorporate the things that you care about, the sensibilities that you care about. But don't tell me you're going to go and tax the rich to pay for stuff. That doesn't work. It's not real. Those taxes are deleted, fundamentally deleted. So raising taxes on the rich, while it's certainly worthwhile to stop their ability to buy our democracy, while it's certainly uh, good for us to eliminate their carbon footprint in terms of their ability to jump on a you know, private jet and blah, 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 fine. We should have a separate conversation about what tax policy in the United States should look like. The taxes should in no way, shape, or form be tied to programs ever for any reason whatsoever. Okay? Because it gives the false understanding, just like FICA taxes give a false understanding. You know, FICA is a, a mask. It's a mask. Because people's heads would explode if they thought the federal government was going to give them paychecks at the end of their life without putting into it. So FDR, knowing the bootstrap mentality and knowing Wall Street, knowing all this bullshit, <clears throat> it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to pull this program away if people feel like they've put their uh, uh, skin in the game. So FICA is a skin in the game tax, but it's not real because just like all federal taxes, it's deleted. It's gone. Is he swat? doesn't exist gone okay every dollar fica spent is brand new money every single nickel every single penny i'm going back then probably every single hay penny okay all right with that i could go on and i should go on and i will go on many many times in the future but i want you to be aware that what you're seeing right now with inflation and what you're seeing with the shit spending bills that we've had that is not MMT at all. It's not MMT informed at all. So when people like Jason Furman and Larry Summers rail on MMT about this inflation, no, not only are they lying, not only are they lying, but their goals, the reasons they're lying are much more nefarious. This is about placating the business community and making sure that the smalls are desperate so they're malleable to do what they want us to do there is no getting over the bubble unless you get past the bubble their goal is to keep as many down here as possible but bring enough up there into their little stratosphere to prevent a revolution so i want to be crystal clear with that do not think for a minute they're just misguided they're evil and they're trying to kill us they're trying to keep us as slaves can i say that clear did i say Hey, did I say that clear enough, guys? They're trying to keep us as slaves. It's a different kind of slavery, but it's slavery nonetheless. I want you to know we want to fight back against that. So with that in mind, I want to just basically tell you guys I love you, even if I yell at you.
Um, I love this topic, not because it's fun, not because it's riveting, but because it's the keys to the kingdom. Once you understand this stuff, everything changes. And more to the point, once you understand this stuff and your government doesn't respond to you, people are going to start getting pissed. And for us to make change, we got to have a lot more pissed off people. People have really got to understand the circumstances they find themselves in so that they're willing to fight back. Anyway, I'm Steve Grumbine with the Rogue Scholar, and I am out. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org. 